Hello, and thank you for clicking the Sean B. Show, another episode of the Sean B. Show. Hey, look, this episode recaps my trip to Vegas and how much fun I had going to Allegiant Stadium watching the Colts defeat the Raiders in Jeff Saturday's first game as a head coach. And this episode was recorded on November 15th, the year 2022, at the Edge Construction Studio. Hey, look, you need some... uh, Site development done, some dirt work. Get a hold of Edge Construction there, my guys. Call Brian. Tell him the Sean B. Show sent you, 812-343-3035. Call Brian. Say, look, man, Sean B. sent me. They got you. Construction-wise, they got you. All right? Moving on to the episode. I could talk about it, or I could just get you to it. So we're going to start it right now. You're listening to the Sean B. Show on Second String Media. Hello and welcome into the Sean B show. I just had a wild weekend in Vegas. Lots of good times. So got to get back into the studio first thing Tuesday morning and talk about it. Had to take in a lot of content today because a lot of things I saw while I was out there in Vegas for super football weekend, but uh, a lot of things I didn't get a chance to see because there's a lot going on out there, but I do know I was awake at six o'clock in the morning to watch football at 6.30 in the morning and then continue watching football that started at 10 o'clock in the morning and then finally go to the Sunday late Colts Raiders game that started at 1 o'clock in Vegas but 4 o'clock, you know, in our in the main zone of our, of our listening area and then uh, got to watch Sunday night football yeah, just a whole day of football. Like it started at 6 a.m. Football got done about eight o'clock at night uh, with uh, with the 49ers. Just what a what a day, what a day it was in Las Vegas. Uh, had a lot of bets out there. Didn't hit shit. I so I'm new to sports betting, and this is going to make me sound like an idiot, but I'm relatively new to sports betting. I'm I'm a couple years in, and basically the 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 takeoff of the apps is kind of what got me to where I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to study how to bet sports and and what kind of things I can do and get good at this. So I get to, I really enjoy same game parlays. I'm I'm like, I do a Sunday night, same game parlay every Sunday night. I wanted to do a same game parlay with the Munich game. And there's a lot of things I wanted to do, but turns out the apps make a lot of those things possible and they're not taken at least in the sports book where I was, which is Circa Sportsbook downtown Las Vegas. So I didn't get to, to bet kind of like I wanted to. I had a budget for that and I wanted to bet some games and be into some games, but I didn't get to do that. So I, I watched football, but I got to be honest, like the betting side of it, the betting side of it makes it more exciting for me. So kind of took a little bit out of that. I uh, did have a, I did have the, uh, the, the bucks winning the Munich game, but I had the over and uh, that didn't hit. I had uh, the 49ers. I had, I had the chargers plus eight, which did hit on Sunday night, but I had the over. Because I know I don't bet unders. Everybody knows that. That, that I, everybody that I talk to knows that. So neither over hit, which isn't a surprise because primetime overs have not hit this season. This has not been a good year for primetime overs. So there's a betting nugget. But I still refuse to bet unders. I just won't. I, I don't like making a bet that can be toast at halftime. I just don't like doing that. And, uh, you know, maybe I should skillfully consider the under from time to time, but, but I don't like it personal preference, but, a, but an exciting week, nonetheless, in, uh, the national football league, we'll break down some of these things. I watched Seattle and Tampa. I watched Tom Brady go to Munich and be Tom Brady. Uh, but I gotta be honest, Geno Smith looked pretty good too. The Seahawks made a run. Okay. Geno Smith looked pretty good in this football game, but, uh, had to, had to believe Tom Brady was going to go 
to Munich and be the ambassador for the game that he is. People in Germany excited to see Tom Brady. What I loved about that game and all the all the games that happen on international soil, uh, near the end of the game, the entire crowd started singing Country Roads Take Me Home. And I thought maybe I was watching a college football game at that point. But it just, the environment in that stadium in Germany had to be electric. The crowd was into it. They were swaying. Nobody left at the end. At the end of the game, they all just stayed there and kept swaying and singing. And I was like, this is awesome. It's what I love about when you go to a soccer game. Same thing. Everyone's singing and swaying and doing their thing, and they've got their chance they do and all this shit. It's amazing. That is why going to live sports in Europe is awesome. Here in America, we're just, ah, God, we just want to beat traffic. All we want to do is beat traffic. This is going to be a blowout. It's going to go down to the wire. We just want to beat traffic. And I paid so much in Ubers this weekend in Vegas that when I went to, the, to Allegiant for the Colts game, I made that a deal with myself. Like, this game's a shit show. I'm getting the fuck out of here before the Uber surge happens. Because I paid 50 bucks to get for an Uber to get from my the airport to my hotel. Paid 50 bucks to get from my hotel back to Allegiant Stadium. Like, Ubers were insanely expensive. I was catching surges like crazy, and I thought, I'll try and uh, miss the surge if this game's a shit show. This game was not a shit show. This game was amazing, but I'll get to that one. That's a late game. Detroit and Chicago, the Bears blowing it late. I hate this for Justin Fields. I hate this for Justin Fields because that dude, again, bald, buck 47 on the ground, buck 67 in the air, two tuds, one pick, two tuds on the ground. Ridiculous amount of production from Justin Fields. That dude is trying to do this himself. The Lions move ahead of the Bears in the NFC North. <laughs> and just Justin Fields trying to do it himself. Jared Goff, two buck, 236 and a tud. Um, just the Lions didn't quit. And that's been the thing the Lions have done all year long. They haven't quit. They haven't quit on anything. They're not that good. But they do not quit. And the Bears let up a little bit. Detroit, I, to be honest with you, I had them in a parlay. And I thought this game was fine because I had Bears minus two and a half. I'm looking at that. I'm like, it's not a big deal. The Saints or what fucked me. The Saints, when the Saints lost to the Steelers, this bet's dead anyway. That's the only one I missed. I also missed Bears-Lions. Lions, no quit. No quit in their game. Cleveland at Miami. I toiled with this football game. Toiled with it. Because I thought the Dolphins' defense is just not good. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt going to run all over these guys. I texted my brother. I was like, look, I don't know what to do about this Dolphins game. I, I think I got to take Browns plus three. I think I have to take Browns plus three. He said, no, nah, I bet the Dolphins. I said, okay. He also told me to bet the Saints. Because those were the two games I was toiling over. Browns, Dolphins, Saints, Steelers. He said, nah, bet the Dolphins. Dolphins win 39-17. Uh, they're going to keep doing this. Uh, this, is, this is a good football team. This is a good football team. And, and the, Bills, the Bills have a problem. The Bills have a big problem right now. We'll get to the standings in a minute. But the Bills have a problem. Tua Tonga Viola, 285 yards, three tuds, and just a couple more tuds on the ground. Like, what, what, a, what a ball game. What a ball game for the Dolphins. These guys are good. Skyler Thompson got in there with a pass, 17 yards. Like, what a, what a good football team. And the standings reflect that. It's, it's, it's insane. I met a guy who was in, who was in, now I'm going to tell you something here in a second too. I met a guy who was in Vegas to hedge his bet. He had bet the Bills to win the AFC East. And he said, I'm going to hedge this because, I'm a, little, I'm a little scared. I said, if I hedge it with the Dolphins, I can still win 10 grand. If I just stick to the Bills and the Bills win the division, I'm going to win 19 grand. I said, I believe the Bills will win the division. 
And I meant that wholeheartedly until yesterday. Now, I don't think, I still believe the Bills will be the favorite to win the division, are the favorite to win the division. But they are currently in third place. The Buffalo Bills, as it sits right now, are in third place in the AFC East. The Dolphins at top at seven and three, the Jets at six and three, but with the tiebreaker over the Bills. The Patriots, a game and a half back. How tight and exciting has this division come with these couple losses that the Bills have taken, with the Dolphins and the Jets both honestly being kind of surprised, surprises, especially the Jets. Now, I don't think the Jets are going to, don't, I don't think this is sustainable, what the Jets are doing. The Dolphins are fucking scary. I don't think what the Jets are doing is sustainable. I don't think they're good enough. But the Dolphins are scary. Titans get a win over the Broncos, and honestly, I, I had the Titans minus two. I had no problem believing that they would beat Denver at home, but <laughs> I didn't want them to win, Like, and I didn't realize that I didn't want them to win until the game was almost over. Like, I really didn't care, but I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. Titans get to win in Denver. Uh, King Henry... 53 yards. Denver's got a good run defense. We knew that. Ryan Tannehill getting back in the lineup. 255 and two tuds. Nick Westbrook, the Indiana product. The IU grad, Nick Westbrook. 119 yards, two touchdowns for the Indiana boy. So as much as I hate the Titans, I do love me some Hoosiers. Nick Westbrook, the Indiana guy, getting in there, getting it done for Ryan Tannehill. The Titans, 17-10 over the Denver Broncos. I'll tell you why that pisses me off even more here in a minute. Vikings, Bills. What a crazy football game. And I, I, I honest to God, wish I'd had the chance to see this. I, I saw glimpses of it early on in the game, but I got to the stadium pretty early for the 1 o'clock game, 4 o'clock game, whatever. Kirk Cousins, 30 of 50 for 357 and one tud, two picks. Dalvin Cook, buck 19 in a tud. C.J. Ham a three-yard tud on the ground. Justin Jefferson, 193 yards and one touchdown. Good stats. Josh Allen threw two picks again. That's not good. 29 of 43, 330 and a touchdown. Devin Singletary got two on the ground. Of course, a tud to Gabe Davis. I thought Buffalo's defense was better than that. I didn't think that I, I'll be honest with you. The Vikings are eight and one and it's fucking awesome. I, I, I prefer the Packers in that division, but the Vikings are eight and one and it's great. I love to see it. You love to see it. The Buffalo bills though, down at six and three down in third place, just like that. It flips and the bills are down in third place. Giants, 24-16 over the Texans. Saquon Barkley as uh, kind of a dog, man. Buck 52 and a tud. Daniel Jones, buck 97 in the air. Two more tuds. <sighs> the Giants are 7-2, and two, but I still question their schedule. They haven't played anybody. They just haven't. When they have played people, it's not gone well for them. They did beat the Packers. So is everyone else. They did beat the, Rev the Ravens. The Ravens can blow games to anybody. Jaguars. The Seahawks got them. Let's see here. Three-point win over the Panthers. The Cowboys beat the Giants. I it's a wild year in the National Football League. That's what I'm going to say. It's a wild year in the National Football League. That's what I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Jacksonville, Kansas City. Kansas City doing what we all thought Kansas City would do. Uh, where is there? We go. 10-point win over the Jags. A lot of people said 9.5, which is the spread I got it at. 9.5 points a lot. This Jacksonville team could score points. Not like this Kansas City team. Patrick Mahomes, 331, four tuds in the air. He did throw a pick. He did throw a pick. But Kelsey, MVS, uh, Kadarius Toney, and, Jared Mc or, uh, and Noah Gray all got one. So, Patrick Mahomes is really good. I felt I, I feel the Chiefs are the only team I feel comfortable taking double-digit spreads in. 
because they're not going to get double-digit spreads against teams that they can't put up double-digit spreads against. I just I, I feel 100% comfortable, and this is why I think they're the best team in the AFC. I feel 100% comfortable betting Casey's offense. I felt that way earlier on in the year with Buffalo. I don't anymore. I don't anymore. Buffaloes look suspect. They look real suspect in the Packers game. The Chiefs game, they won, though. So it's like, what? So many questions. So many questions. Because look at this Bill's schedule. Like, look at this. You got uh, a win over the Rams, 21 points in week one. Dominate the Titans. The Dolphins come out and get you. Ravens blow a game. Dominate the Steelers. Beat the Chiefs in one of the best games of the year. And then that, that Sunday night game against the Packers, the Bills didn't look that good. Then they lost to the Jets. Now they've lost to the Vikings. So you've got, since the Chiefs win, three games there, Packers, Jets, Bills, or Packers, Jets, Vikings. You know, they didn't look great. They, they beat the Packers by 10. They didn't look great in that game. Jets beat them. Thinking Josh Allen's hurt. Josh Allen doesn't look hurt. I don't know. Scary times in Buffalo. They got to turn the ship around, get it together. Everybody needs a break, right? Right. New Orleans and Pittsburgh. Steelers get it done at home. I'll give them that. The Steelers get, get it done at home. Kenny Pickett, 199 yards. He did not throw an interception. That's a great day. 51 yards on the ground for Pickett with a tud. George Pickens got himself a rushing touchdown. Steelers do enough to win. <clears throat> I think the Saints are pretty good. And then I, you know, I know it was in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a tough place to win a football game. But Kenny Pickett's got to feel pretty good about this one. You know, because, you know, they've, they've nicknamed him Kenny Pickett. Trubisky came back and got that win against uh, Tampa Bay. Pickett, three tuds against the Dolphins the following week. Or, sorry, three picks against the Dolphins the following week. In the Eagles game, one pick, no tuds. Got Najee Harris and Chase Claypool completing passes. So, Kenny Pickett's got to feel pretty good about this Saints game. Get that win. You're comfortable. You did make a lot of mistakes. You didn't do a whole lot. You did get a rushing touchdown. You did throw for almost 200 yards. Just kind of a, a management-style game. Get yourself comfortable in there, kid. Got Monday night and in Indy coming soon. And that's what leads me here. <coughs> We're going to do these 4 o'clock games, uh, the Arizona Cardinals uh, and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the Rams are bad. The Rams are really bad. They're three and six, and everybody thought they're going to write the ship. They're not going to write the ship. They're not going to write the ship. Colt McCoy, 238 yards, one touchdown. James Conner for two on the ground. These Rams stats. John Wolford, 24 for 36, 212 a ton to pick. I mean, what do you, I don't know. I don't know. Packers Cowboys. This was a really good game. Dak Prescott, 27 of 46, 265, three tons and two picks in a loss. The story is this Packers team and Aaron Rodgers finally finding a way to do something. 14 to 22, 24 and three touchdowns. Christian Watson, all three touchdown receptions. Did Aaron Rodgers find a guy he trusts? Aaron Jones got a buck 38 on the ground with a touchdown of his own. That's the, the, the story with the Packers is easy. It's, it's simple. You know, a lot of people say, well, Aaron is washed up. No, he's not. Aaron doesn't have a target that he trusts. And this goes back to his argument from a couple years ago where he was like, are you going to draft me some targets, some help, some, some weapons? Can we do something here? Except besides drafting my replacement, a lot of people say Jordan Love is a is a 
who's a great potential future starting quarterback in the NFL. But you drafted Aaron Rodgers' replacement all over them. I, I just I can't. I, I sorry, I was reading a comment, and then I <laughs> you drafted Aaron Rodgers' replacement as opposed to drafting him some weapons. Devontae Adams, I, you say you let him go. I mean, he was free agent. But, like, why? I, I just, that's the problem in Green Bay. It's Aaron Rodgers on that offense and really nobody else. Did he find some rapport with Christian Watson? That's the big question. Four grabs, buck seven, three touchdowns. Sammy Watkins got him a few grabs. Al Lazard got a few grabs. Got Aaron Jones, Robert Tunyon, Mercedes Lewis. It's going to be whether or not Aaron gets himself comfortable with throwing these guys. And you say, oh, you got all training camp. You, know, you, you don't understand. This is the NFL. you got to get weapons. They've got a great ground game, though. Man. 203 yards on the ground. Sorry, 207. Aaron Rodgers added four of his own. In a football game that you can't be as excited about unless you were there. Because, listen, I will tell you this. For starters, Allegiant Stadium, Allegiant Stadium puts on a show. This Allegiant Stadium place in Las Vegas, Nevada, puts on a fucking show. It is a cool place to see a football game. There's nothing in the world like it. There's nothing in the world like Allegiant Stadium. The show they put on, and it's a tourist stadium. It makes sense. There was lots of Colts blue in this stadium. I thought there'd be more. I got asked that question last night. Somebody said, you know, are you surprised at how much blue is here? I said, actually, I thought there'd be more. It's a tourist stadium. I'm surprised at how few blue there is where somebody, the person asking this question was like, oh my God, there were so many Colts fans. Of course there were. It's a tourist stadium. It's in Las Vegas. I met a lot of Raiders fans, one of which, one Raiders fan I met that was from Las Vegas, that lived in Las Vegas. Everybody else had traveled just like I did to go to the game. One Raiders fan I met that lived in Vegas. I'm sure there's more. But of the people I met, I met 10 or 15 Raiders fans that I took time and talked to. They all traveled. So, no, the, the surprise was that there wasn't more Colts blue because there was a bunch, and it was an exciting environment. Um, they did the whole thing for Richard Seymour on the field. Uh, he got into, into the Hall of Fame. They had Richard Seymour towel jersey looking things on my seat i was like all right cool i'll take a memento yeah richard seymour got to see john fogarty i'd never seen john fogarty live so that's a new thing that i got to see john fogarty put me in coach ready to play jeff saturday's coaching debut I have not been on board with all the shit talking that, that people around the league have done in the direction of Jeff Saturday. I listen to a lot of that. I look, those guys, they all know more than I do. Okay. They're all in those positions. They, they, they've as much as I've studied the league, they've studied the league, been around the league or deeper into the league way more than I fucking have in my little seat from up here in the nosebleeds. Okay. But, it hits close to home when it's your guy. It's a guy you rooted for for 13 years on the Colts. He gets an opportunity. You want to be excited for him. And then every personality around the league is like, this is a disgrace. This is disgusting. This is this, is this and this is that. I, I have a lot of trouble buying into how disgraceful and disgusting it is. It's an interim job. I said this on the show last week. What if it were... You know, what if Rich Bisaccia, what happened to what happened to Rich Bisaccia last year in terms of interim head coaches? 
He gets an interim job when Gruden leaves. They shit all over him by basically, he gets him to the playoffs. The players love him. And they shit all over him by hiring Josh McDaniels. Now, what if he were a person of color, even? Like, uh, imagine the vitriol and the backlash. Same thing applies here. This is an interim job. Now, there were people on the staff they could have given the opportunity to, but I don't think it. Uh, Joe Thomas said, Ursay uh, gave the, do- the job to his drinking buddy. There were people that he could have given the job to, but when it comes to who's qualified, who's ready, who's willing to do this, willing is, I think, the big thing. Hey, you want to come in at our shit show of a season and and finish the job and get us through to the end? Well, I mean, kind of, but I want to win. Jeff Saturday said, if you're going to tank, I don't want the job. I'm I'm not going to be involved with tanking. All this comes out this morning. Let me tell you something. When I sat down in my seat at Allegiant Stadium, I sat down. I'm ready to watch my team who I believe is tanking because I thought that when I sat down Sunday. We're tanking. This is going to be fun to watch. It's cool. Allegiant Stadium puts on a show. I'm not too emotionally invested because I feel like we're tanking. So I'm just going to sit here and enjoy this and enjoy my team and enjoy watching Jeff Saturday's debut. Then the offense takes a field. This was some shit. Then the offense takes the field. Yeah, we were all told Matt Ryan's practicing again. That's not, that wasn't news. None of us were told that, because it was a thing, right? It was a discussion. The discussion was, if he gets hurt, you got to pay him next year. You know, this is a financial thing here that we gotta we got to control and save some money and save some cap space so we're not paying Matt Ryan extra money for next year if we get him hurt. That's what we were fed. That's the story we were fed. I sit down, and the offense comes onto the field for their first series, and I literally said to myself, who the fuck is number two? I was like, oh, yeah, Matt Ryan's number. Why would somebody else be wearing Matt Ryan's number? I was convinced he was never going to play, be a Colt again, play for the Colts again. <clears throat> Who the fuck is number two? And I'm like, looking, I'm like, that's fucking Matt Ryan. And then it hit me. I was like, we're not tanking. That was all bullshit. We're not tanking. We're not tanking at all. We are in this to win this. This is what we're doing. We're, we're still playing fucking football. I immediately had this like rush of like intensity come over me. I was like, God damn, I have to watch this now from an entirely new perspective. Like it's not the perspective of we're tanking anymore. The perspective of our season's over. Let's just get through this. Let's see if Jeff Saturday can do anything. Oh, maybe look at cute and win. Matt Ryan's on the field. We are still trying to win, ladies and gentlemen. We are still trying to win football games. And it blew my mind how much this affected me emotionally. I looked at the guy next to me, Raiders fan. Looked at the girl next to me on the other side, Raiders fan. I'm like, you guys have no idea what just happened to me. Like, we didn't know Matt Ryan was going to play today. And they were like, yeah, we didn't either. I'm like, I don't think anyone did. And I go to Facebook. This is two minutes after the game started, two or three minutes after the game had started. I go to Facebook, to the Colts Facebook page, and three minutes before game time, they put on the Facebook page, Matt Ryan's our starting quarterback today. What the fuck? All right. So uh, people in the gambling world, this had to upset them so bad because if Matt Ryan's your starting quarterback, your line is never minus six. Plus six, Colts were plus six for yesterday. That's never going to be the case if Matt Ryan's a starter. So you got everybody like, okay, well, it's easy to stay away from that fucking game because who knows what the fuck Sam Ellinger's going to do? Who knows what the fuck the offensive line's going to do? Jonathan, how are these guys going to respond to Jeff Saturday? Like, what in the world is going on? Matt Ryan comes in. I'm. Wishing I had bet Colts plus six. 
fact, I probably would have bet Colts the money line. I, <sighs> you think the guys responded to, responded to Jeff Saturday at all? Like, uh, check this out. Here's a Jeff Saturday post game. Had to make a play on 17 at the end. What we do? Make a play at the end. Make a play at the end. Hey, hey, make a play at the end, man. Who goes hardest the longest, man? That's how this game is decided. The most physical football team won today. Can't tell you how much I appreciate. Hey, Parks, congrats, man. Yeah. That's the Colts locker room after they win in Las Vegas. Those guys are fired up. This is not a tank. We've been fucking had. The Indianapolis Colts scored in every quarter on Sunday. Matt Ryan, 21 and 28, 222 yards and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, 22 carries. Buck 47, a ton of his own on the ground. Matt Ryan, quarterback sneak. Four carries for 38 yards. Did you see Matt Ryan get away? And in a place where he could have stepped out of bounds with the first down said, nah, nah I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep running this football because I'm fucking Matt Ryan and I'm here now. He was <laughs> four for 38, ton of his own. Jordan Wilkins got three grabs for 18 yards. Paris Campbell, seven catches, 76 yards, and a big touchdown. Catch and run. Kylan Granson with a couple of nice catch and runs. Four grabs, 57 yards. MPJ, 53. Kiki QT, big fumble. Okay, Kiki, can't be doing that. We're over that shit now. Okay, we're over that shit now. Can't do it. Jonathan Taylor, two grabs, 16 yards of his own. Grover Stewart, sack. Uh, Defoe got a half, and Gakwe got a half. His homecoming. Uh, who torched Rocky Asin? Uh, everybody, because that's what Rocky Asin gives away, is yards and touchdowns. All right, Derek Carr was 24-38, 248, two touchdowns of his own. Devontae Adams was a stud yesterday. It's hard to deny that. Nine grabs, buck 26, touchdown. Foster Moreau, three grabs. He, he, he about took a game-leading grab on that final drive. He about took a go-ahead grab on the final drive. That was a nice pass. Nice play by Bobby O'Karake to seal it. And then Gilly, of course, on 17 at the end. Like they said in the, in the speech, Colts get that W. Very nice win. Very good time. I had a blast in Las Vegas. I had an absolute blast in Las Vegas. So I'll get to that in a minute. Chargers Niners. Okay. Do we expect this? Do we expect the Chargers to look like they were going to win for the entire game? For the entire game, the Chargers looked like they were in control. And at the very end, San Francisco. Garoppolo, 19-28, 240, didn't have to do anything really other than throw the ball around. Christian McCaffrey took care of business, 14 carries, 38 yards, one touchdown. Garoppolo got a rushing touchdown of his own. That's why unders hit. That's why unders hit Justin Herbert. i tell you what I had. Uh, the other bet I had in this game was for uh, uh, Gerald Everett to get the first touchdown of the game, and I thought he got it. I thought it was him. It was. I thought it was number seven. It was number one. So I'm watching this game, and I kind of got really excited when uh, when uh, Herbert threw that first tud pass because it was number one, DeAndre Carter, that caught it. And I'm sitting here in my in my bar stool at Bar Canada at the D in Las Vegas, and I'm like, "Is that number seven? Wasn't it? Was number one? It was DeAndre Carter. But uh, that would have that would have paid good. That was a twenty dollar bet that would have paid me like four hundred bucks if uh, for Gerald Everett. DeAndre Carter, I think, actually had better, even even higher odds. Eh, whatever. Can't always pick them. Here's the thing. I was just excited when I had Everett to get the first touchdown of the game that the Chargers got the ball first. Like, that's that's a big win when you pick first touchdown score. Did your team get the ball first? Yeah, they did. 
Yeah, they did. But uh, a lot of defense in this game. Not a lot of uh, not not a lot of fireworks in this game. Twenty-two sixteen. Niners get the win. A game I admit admitted to earlier, not getting a chance to watch. I wanted to watch the full recap. I did not get to watch the full recap. I didn't get to do anything. So because I didn't watch a recap, because I didn't see a second of football in this game, I came into this dry, just like just like with anything else. I haven't seen any of this information until right now. The Commanders getting the win over the Eagles, thirty-two to twenty-one. The Eagles dropped to eight and one. No more undefeateds left in the National Football League. Taylor Heineke, seventeen to twenty-nine, two hundred eleven yards, no tuz, just a pick. <clears throat> I gotta ask. First question. I see 32 commanders points. Mind you, I'm looking at this for the first time. I see only two rushing touchdowns. Robinson got one and Gibson got one. Gibson with 86 yards and a tud. Or I'm sorry, Robinson with 86 yards and a tud. Nice game. Nice game. He's the number one back there in Washington, whether Antonio Gibson knows it or not. If you're an Antonio Gibson fantasy owner, that's got to be really hard for you because the, the commanders certainly believe in Brian Robinson Jr., Scary Terry, eight grabs, 128 yards. Uh, Samuel, 20. Where are these? Where are these points? Well, okay. Joey Sly, 14 points of his own. Okay. So there's 14. Two tuds. Are those three tuds? Trying to figure this game out. Anyway, Commanders win 32 to 21. I just Jalen Hurts, 17 to 26, Buck 75, two touchdowns and a pick. That's a that's a little low for a Jalen Hurts stat line, but Miles Sanders, 12 carries, 54 yards. Jalen Hurts got one tut of his own on the ground, 28 yards rushing total over six carries. Uh Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard both with touchdown grabs. Just uh that Washington defense. Had to be the Washington defense. Let's look at these. Uh, let's look at these game stats. This is pretty. This is hard to do, and I, I I hated having to do this, but it would have cost me another fifteen minutes late on the live stream. But the Commanders beat the Eagles thirty-two twenty-one Monday Night Football. There are no more undefeated teams left in the National Football League, so it takes us to standings. The Dolphins are first place in the AFC East. That is a mind-blowing standing, but they are really good. The Jets are in second place in the AFC East. I'm down past second place. I'm halfway through the division. I have not mentioned the Buffalo Bills. That's what blows my mind the most today as I look at everything. The Bills are in third place. Look, I still think they're the best team out there. My money's still on them to win the division. Okay, but they got a job to do because the Dolphins are good. I don't think the Jets, I don't think this is a sustainable thing for the Jets. The Dolphins are really good. AFC West Chiefs are just piling on that lead, baby. Piling on that lead. They got a full two-game lead over the Chargers now. The Broncos, three and six. Raiders, two and seven. AFC North. Cincinnati was off yesterday. Baltimore was off yesterday. Cleveland, the Steelers, both taking L's. The Ravens still lead the AFC North. And then the AFC South. And this is why, once I got sat down in my seat at Allegiant Stadium, and when I saw who our starting quarterback was, I said, fuck yeah. I was like, they're not tanking. Let's fucking go. And then I checked the Broncos-Titans score, and the Titans got a win yesterday. When a lot of people didn't think they'd get. Of course, when the Broncos held Derrick Henry to 58-some yards, didn't, didn't bet on Nick Westbrook. Bet on Nick Westbrook to get 140 yards and two touchdowns. I wonder what that pays. Jesus Christ, the Colts two games out of the AFC South lead. Got to keep the faith. You got to keep the faith. Listen, if they go back to Lucas Oil and beat Philadelphia on Sunday, let's say that they go back to Lucas Oil and beat Philadelphia on Sunday. And Washington, like, from what I can tell in my little bubble of what I saw, Washington played great defense. I like uh, 
I, I just like being in it. I like having something to root for. The Jags dropped to three and seven. The Texans are one seven and one. AFC South Titans in control at six and three. Got a lot of work to do if you want to challenge that National Football Conference. How about the NFC East, dude? Led by the eight and one Eagles, the seven two seven and two Gi- Giants are in second place. Dallas drops a heartbreaker to Green Bay to move to third. Six and three, they would have been ahead of the Giants. Commanders five and five. They're beating the Eagles. And look, that's that's rivalry shit. That NFC East division, those guys are ready to fight. Those guys are ready to fight. It's not quite Eagles, Cowboys. Those guys are ready to fight. NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks. The 49ers are starting to do that thing that's going to make everybody tell me they're still a Super Bowl contender. I didn't see a Super Bowl contender when I watched Sunday Night Football. I just didn't. I just did. I've never been sold on the 49ers. But they did get the win over a Chargers team that has struggled. The Cardinals and the Rams are bad. I hope the Seahawks' success is sustained. I tried to say a lot of words there. I hope Seattle's success is sustainable, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Right now they're 6-4, and four, game ahead of the 49ers. I'm sorry, just a half a game ahead of the 49ers in that NFC West. Vikings have control of the North. I hate that, but they're four and a half games ahead of the Packers. The Packers getting a big win against Dallas and – Making you feel like maybe Green Bay's got a chance. Maybe there's still some fight left in that dog. But they have such a such a fucking hill to climb in the NFC North if they want to challenge Minnesota. Eight and one, getting a win over the Bills. Shit's getting serious. The Vikings are really good. The feeling up there in Minneapolis has got to be, ah, maybe we're gonna get maybe we're gonna play in the Super Bowl. Maybe we got a shot. Maybe this is our gear. And then the Buccaneers. If look, if they're back on track. They've got a division. They've got a one-game lead over the Falcons, and the Panthers and Saints down there. I mean, NFC South. Nobody in the NFC South is above five hundred. I I sound like I've been drinking all weekend. Is what I sound like. It's bad. It's bad. So division winners. We got Bucks, uh, Vikings. <sighs> I'd have to see where the odds are. Whether I would bet Seattle or San Francisco. And then, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I hate that the Cowboys dropped that game to the Packers because I I had a, I had a feeling the Cowboys would win the, the NFC East. They're two games out. They, you know, anything could still happen. But, uh, man, even with the Eagles dropping a game, they still got the one-game lead over the Giants, and I don't think the Giants are that good. I really don't. So, yeah, there's that. Dolphins in the AFC East, first place. The Chiefs are going to win the West. I don't think we're ever going to see that star power, that firepower out of the Bengals that we need to see to, to put them over top of Baltimore. I think Baltimore is going to win the North. And I, even if I didn't look, even if I didn't think the Colts were going to win the South, I wouldn't say it. Cause fuck that. You know what? I'm a fan. Okay. I am a fan. That's my team. That's my squad. Saturday night, the Pacers got a win over the Raptors, 118-104. Hey, look, don't sleep on the Pacers right now, okay? Six and six ball club. Okay, don't sleep on the Pacers. Anything can happen. CNBA. Pacers played a great game last night, or uh, Saturday night, though. Buddy Heald, 22 points. Jalen Smith, 16 of his own. Miles Turner, 19 and 10. Another double-double for the big guy. Halliburton, uh, Benedict Matherin, 15 points off the bench. When is that guy going to start starting is what I want to know. Because I, I, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I think that guy is a future star, uh, currently a sixth man. It's, it's the role he's been in for the Pacers. Seems to have embraced it well. 15 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists off the bench in 30 minutes. Now he's still getting 30 minutes. Don't get me wrong. But uh, he got more minutes than uh, Nimhard. Got more minutes than Miles Turner. 
uh, more minutes than Heald or Smith. So off the bench as a sixth man, but uh, played the second most minutes of the game. Halliburton with 39 minutes. That's a, that's a marathon these day and age. Indiana Hoosiers are at Xavier Friday night for probably the biggest challenge they've gotten of the year. Uh, you know, when you look at, you know, Moorhead State and uh, Bethune, two games they won by 50-plus, 50 55 over Moorhead, 52 over Bethune-Cookman. Uh, Xavier, they'll be at Xavier on FS1 Friday night at 6 p.m. And they got Miami, Ohio, Little Rock, Jackson State leading up to that awesome I cannot wait till North Carolina comes to Assembly Hall. We're going to see how good these Hoosiers are. Hopefully, when they go into that game, they're 6-0. and You've got to hope that they can get through this uh, early part of the schedule unbeaten. Uh, don't want to fall out of the top 25. Don't want to do anything like that. Get into this North Carolina game. Give them hell. Uh, get a win. Get a win at home. Uh, break your way into the top 10. Could be a very, very exciting Indiana basketball season. Could be. Uh, so much of my time is consumed in the National Football League, but this could be a great Indiana basketball season. we got a lot of good ball players. And, of course, Trace, da- Trace Jackson, preseason All-American, guy's a contender for the Wooden Award. Hood Shafino, Malik Renal. a lot of these guys are just exciting to watch. Uh, I sound like shit. Let's, uh, people had commented, and they haven't in a while, but uh, Colts, I bet, competes with Eagles for sure. Rams walk all over them. Murray's status, though, is key. Yeah, of course, Murray's status is key. We want to see those guys. Jeff Saturday, plus 20,000 better bet at coach of the year. Holy shit, Alex Cowan. Jeff Saturday, plus 20,000 for coach of the year. Wow. I <laughs> So that's insane. So 200 to 1. Jeff Saturday wins coach of the year. Plus 20,000. So if I put a dollar it's 200. If I put $10 it's 2,000. If I bet $20 on Jeff Saturday to win Coach of the Year, it's $4,000. I wonder when those odds are, I wonder how good those odds are, how, how, long, how, good, how long they're good for. And Alex, I don't know if he's logged off since then, but I, I, I don't know where, where he found those odds for Jeff Saturday, Coach of the Year, but uh, I'm on Caesars Sportsbook because that's where I bet. Look, I'm a Diamond Elite member with Caesars. Might as well spend my money there, right? Every time I make a bet, it gets me reward credits, gets me points, it gets me perks with all Caesars properties around the globe, including the one in Dubai, which I have a free trip to every year. The only problem is I have to get to fucking Dubai. And then I have to not get arrested in Dubai. And I don't know that I can do that. I would have thought that I could do that until this past weekend. (coughs) Because I know who I, I know who I am, the actions of me will will be are fine in Vegas. It's nothing illegal, nothing going on. Shit will get me arrested in Dubai. I like happy stumble walked back to my hotel room both times, both nights, just hammered, hammered. I can't say no when the cocktail waitress lady is. I'm playing playing blackjack or whatever, and she got cocktails. Cocktails? Yeah, I want cocktails. Yeah, give me a screwdriver. And then next time, make it a Jaeger bomb. Why a Jaeger bomb, you ask? I'm 41 years old with a white beard. Because Jaeger bombs are fucking delicious. That's why. That's why. This is unreal. This is unreal. But I bet on Caesar Sportsbook because they get me back and forth to Vegas. Future bets. All right. Pro football championship winner, conference winner, division winner, blah, 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 blah. Coach of the year award. All right. I got to think it's going to be Nick Sirianni anyway. 
Let's see here. Josh McDaniels is plus 25,000. Eberflus, Dan Campbell. So Caesars isn't even giving odds for Jeff Saturday. That's funny, though. He's not going to win Coach of the Year, and he shouldn't. Uh, but that would be an absolute slap in the face to everyone who, all these shit talkers, a lot of these shit talkers never been on a football field in their life. I haven't spent significant time on football fields. I did play the game a little bit. I do love the game. But uh, for me, like, if you're going to talk shit about this guy and what he's done and what he's accomplished and how it led to him getting the opportunity that he's gotten, you better have, you better have something backing your fucking mouth. Okay? It just doesn't make any sense to just wildly say, well, it just seems like that, that maybe this is wrong. Or be a fucking puppet and what you're told is that it's wrong, so you just repeat the words that you're told. Or you say shit to get people to watch you or view you, so you say controversial shit. Jeff Saturday is in the position he's in because of a relationship that he had with Jim Irsay, because he's in the Colts ring of honor. Now, do I think he would ever, I wish I could have a Pepsi. I don't. All I have right now is a water. <clears throat> do I think, you know, I don't, I don't know what to, what's going to come of this. I, I you know, a lot of people in the Colts fan groups are like, Oh fuck. We're going to the Super Bowl again, Saturday on a Sunday, which by the way, I like, but, uh, I you know I don't think the Super Bowl aspirations are are kind of warranted yet. I I thought I honestly just believe like right now let's let's take the positives, go one week at a time. If we can get back into this division race, then let's get back into this division race. I got off track going on the comments. Plus twenty thousand for Jeff Saturday to win Coach of the Year. <laughs> I'd probably do it. I could find it, I'd probably do it. I'd fuck it's 20 bucks. I had a wild weekend in Vegas, so good times. Good times. Met a couple of ladies that they said, they said to me that I would not shout them out on my podcast. Now, this is wildly pathetic for a couple of different reasons. One, I'm drinking and playing blackjack with these random people named Roxanne and Sue that I met. They're from Louisville. Why, why did it come up that I even have a podcast? I don't know. I don't know. You're going to have to talk to drunk me because uh, sober me doesn't remember that shit. But it came up that I have a podcast and I told them where to find it. And they said I would not shout them out. So for Sue and Roxanne, okay, from Louisville, ex-blackjack dealers, nice ladies, I'm not going to, I, I think they told me how old they were, but just in case what I think in my head is wrong, I'm not going to say shit in case they ever hear this one day. Thank you so much, Roxanne and Sue. Appreciate you guys. I'm going to drink water because that's what I can cheers with now. Ah, good times. Good fucking times. Vegas was fun. Uh, same blackjack table got approached by a crackhead lady. Uh, she came up to me, and I, I, I'll do my best impression. She came up to me, and she's like, hey, man, you trying to, what, what you trying to do? And crackhead lady, I was like, all right, shit. This is what you expect on Fremont Street. Like on Fremont, that's, Fremont's awesome, but the caveat there is you're going to see some shit. What you trying to do? I was like, I'm trying to play this blackjack. She was like, you trying to give me a cigarette? I was like, I don't even smoke. I had a cigarette in my hand. I was like, I don't even smoke. She's like, I ain't going nowhere. I was like, okay. And I could look up at the pit bosses and tell they were getting security to like help me out because this bitch was all up on me. Like, like I'm here playing blackjack, right? And it's like, all 
all up on my shit. All right. Like this bitch was all over me. Uh, so I, you know, security came and got her. She said, I ain't going no fucking where she wasn't afraid of the cops. That's okay. You're not afraid of the cops. Like I'm sure you've done more interesting shit today. Like I was just, this was uh, just part of it, but uh, I hated being the target of that. I hated it, but that's where it was. See anything else crazy from this weekend? They don't have the footballs anymore. Like the, the, the footballs that you, you know, I, I created the hashtag footballs on Fremont and it's a big fucking football, 64 ounce drink. They fill it with more booze than any human should ever consume in one sitting. And then I, they don't have them anymore. All I got was this giant pussy wine glass looking thing. Still a 64 ounce drink, but a much different feel to the whole experience. I still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Got a chance to go to Andiamo and have the best steak that I had my favorite steak. I'm not going to say the best steak, but have my favorite steak. Big old fan there. And, uh, just had a great time. Follow me on Snapchat. It was, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm growing up. Man, I used to just, I don't know. I think it was because I was in bed by two both nights. I knew I had to get up early uh, Sunday, so I got to bed relatively early. And then Saturday, if I didn't go to bed, or sorry, Sunday night, if I didn't go to bed, I was going to run out of money. So... I think that's mostly what it was. My Snapchat story, normally very interesting when I'm in Vegas. This one was okay. I think I, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know what I did. But, uh, yeah, good times. Colts win. Uh, the trip was a success. I could not be happier with how it all went down. And that's, uh, that's about it. want to tell you about a couple things before I go. Uh, sit here in the Edge Construction Studio. Okay, recording this thing, the Sean B. Show. It's where we do the Sean B. Show. It's where we record Mind Snacks, which we will do tomorrow night, um, and Burroughs Applesauce, which we will do uh, here in a couple of Mondays. Yeah, all the podcasts coming out of this studio here in the Edge Construction Building. And, uh, look, we can't thank them enough. They have uh, been amazing to us. They're sharing their space with us. It's It's been a great experience so far. So Edge Construction. 812-343-3035. Give them a call. Site work, site development, dirt work. I'll say this right one day. I don't do construction, okay? I'm not like uh maybe I'm not so much of a man's man, but uh, not a construction guy. But uh, Edge Construction, they do amazing work, and uh, they're even better people. Call Brian. Let him know that the Sean B. Show sent you. 812 343 Three, five. Also, you can find this on podcast version, uh, slightly edited from the live version that I recorded. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it's on the podcast at uh, Spotify and iTunes and Google Podcasts. The Sean B. Show. Uh, so full disclosure, I came into this one not prepared for anything. I knew it. I'd been gone all weekend. I grabbed my notebook of notes that I made uh, literally on the flights, like on the airplanes, I made my notebook of notes um, like I do for every show. And I just, this is what we're doing today. We had a big plan for Pro Football Sunday, for this amazing Sunday of football, but I immediately got shut down at about 10, uh, 10 15 after 6 in the morning. Um, recording live uh, from Bar Canada. They didn't love it. They were like, hey, really shouldn't do that. And, and those are the rules, and I'm okay with that. We had a much bigger plan for Pro Football Sunday. I still had a blast. I wanted to share more of that with uh, the followers of the Sean B. Show. Didn't get there. That's okay. That's okay. We'll figure it out next time. Maybe next year I'll be more important. Until then, we're just going to keep doing podcasts from right here. Guys, I appreciate everything you do. You have no idea. And... uh that's uh that's my story and I'm sticking to it. 
This has been the Sean B. Show. Thank you very much, Edge Construction. Thank you very much, just like home doggy daycare. Okay? If you need your dog sitting, you better go get it. Just like home doggy daycare.com. Find them on Facebook, on the interwebs. You may have to be away. For your pets, it'll be just like home. It's great having good sponsors. I love it. This is Sean B. Show. I'm out of here.